Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Welcome back to the show. Well, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, uh, also known as ALS, is a nervous system disease that affects nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord. ALS causes loss of muscle control. Uh, the disease can get worse over time. Uh, many British Columbians have had to deal with the effects of ALS, and uh, they wouldn't have been able to do so without the good help of the people at the ALS Society of British Columbia. Joining us now is Wendy Toyer, executive, executive director of the organization. Talk a little bit about uh, Project Hope. Wendy, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jazz. Uh, let's walk through a little bit about uh, your organization first. How long has the ALS Society here um, uh, in British Columbia been around? The ALS Society of BC was formed in 1981 by Dr. Andrew Eisen, mm-hmm. who to this day is continuing to be very active on our board and very active with Project Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, since that time and even today, what research has looked like? Have there been any sort of positive gains in research? Uh, what has it looked like so far over the last 20 or 30 years? Well, for the longest time, there wasn't any uh, new treatments for ALS, but since the Ice Bucket Challenge, we've now seen uh, Project Mine, which is where um, genes are being mapped by people living with ALS to see if there's a commonality among genes. Uh, We now in British Columbia have a new treatment called Albriosa uh, that is uh, manufactured by Amalek, so that's available and covered under MSP. So we are starting to see that, but the whole philosophy with Project HOPE is research has been terribly underfunded in the past and it's been split into so many separate pots. Mm-hmm. We're not going to see anything really result from that unless we put our money and significant money into uh, research here at UBC to get us over that so that we're, we're funding one lab as opposed to multiple labs. So when was Project HOPE launched here in this province? Uh, The decision was made in the fall of 2019, Mm -hmm. and uh, the professorship at UBC, the funds were raised with the support of the province of BC. Uh, That agreement was signed in 2022, and now we've made, we've now recruited Dr. Eric Pairo, who will be heading Project HOPE and the professorship at UBC. So now we've made an additional commitment to raise $20 million dollars to support Dr. Payaro in his work at UBC at the Center for Brain Health. So initially for Project Hope, you raised, is it $5 million, just over $5 million to, to, to establish the endowment? Yeah, $5.3 million. And that's an important number because we actually were able to fund what's called an endowed trust. So that revenue will be in place in perpetuity. So you know, that position, that professorship will always remain. Okay. Now, uh, as you said, uh, you've signed an MOU with UBC to raise $20 million to support Project Hope. What's the Mm -hmm. current balance at right now? Uh, Just under $3 million raised so far. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of the the proceeds from the move to Curie LS, which is an event that's held throughout BC in June, 40% of the proceeds go to Project Hope and just over... I think $160,000 this year was raised for Project Hope that way. 
as well as the province continues to be supportive of our work. And we are now in discussions with the federal government to see if we can get some support from them as well for this. Is there some sort of um, commonality or at least conversation nationally? Because you know, you're, pro- you're funding this project here. There may be other projects in other provinces. Is there that discourse between different uh, research zones? Not really. Like ALS British Columbia is part of the ALS Canadian Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has other provinces. So each society is their own independent charity. So because we have the capacity at UBC to do research, there have been initial discussions with some of the other provincial societies to fund Project HOPE here. In the past in Canada, what was happening is all research money for ALS was put into one pool, and then small grants Mm. were provided, and it takes a long time to do a grant application. And of that, only 15% were being approved. So a researcher might get 100000 150000 50000 We're never going to see a cure for ALS that way. We need millions of dollars to go into research. Very similar to what we saw with the investment to identify and and to develop the vaccine for COVID. Yeah, and which makes a lot of sense. You're not going to solve anything with, a, you know, a projects with get a $50,000 $150,000 incremental funding. You need that long-term funding in one location where you build knowledge and institutional knowledge and history as well, which hopefully gets you to a point where you can make those big discoveries that you want to see. Absolutely, and there's no better place than UBC because... Alzheimer's and Parkinson's are already doing research there. The biomedical engineering hub has just been announced there. So there's a tremendous opportunity for collaboration. And that's really what's going to be needed here to get us to where we need to go. So if you want to learn more about Project HOPE and and hopefully donate money, where can people go? They can go to projecthopealsbc.ca. Excellent. Uh, Wendy, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jazz. Uh,